Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your on camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 199. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Can you actually believe we're nearly at episode 200? Unbelievable. So I am recording a special episode for 200 
an Ask Me Anything episode with me and my lovely husband, because he's been on before. And people really enjoyed that episode where we talked about life and business and work and everything. So I'm recording it pretty close to the actual episode. So if you have any question you would like, head over to social media or go to my site, drop it in and tell me who it is, who you are and what your business is. And I will make sure we shout you out properly on the podcast and I will answer your question. So go do that. That would be ace. I'm really looking forward to it. I've had some great questions already, um, but it'd be really, really good if you've got any question, work, life, home, partner, children. I mean, I'm probably not the best person to talk to about the children thing, but you know, we'll go with it. So yeah, see, see what you think. If you've got anything you want to ask me, I'd love that. So today we have the lovely Melanie Moore on the podcast. Now, Melanie and I had a really lovely chat, a slightly, slightly, don't panic, woo-woo chat. What do I mean by woo-woo? I mean, we talk manifestation, we talk tapping, we talk vision boards and goals and goal setting. And it was a really good conversation because it wasn't just about like, manifest it and it will come. It's a very practical, I am very practical, you know that, but you know, I also like a little bit of the woo side. So it was a really practical kind of conversation about actually, I know there's law of attraction and I love that. And I love to think that that works and and it does for me, or I believe it does for me, but also there's law of action, i.e., we do have to do some stuff. We can't just lie in bed and wish for a Lamborghini. Not that I would actually, oh, I couldn't, there's no way I could get in a Lamborghini, you know, and then it just turned up on our drive. That is very unlikely to happen. However, the law of action and taking steps towards things and having things open up. Oh, in fact, I just had a brilliant one this morning and this is right. Okay. Please bear with me, but I do love this stuff. So the universe, I call it the universe works in some incredible ways. So this morning I was meditating and as I was meditating, I was thinking about a tax bill or something I've got to pay. And I was thinking, oh, you know, it'd be really good if I got another 90 day student and then I could use that money to go towards the tax or to pay the tax. And then I don't need to think about taking it out the main account and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I continued meditating and I then finished. I looked at my phone, as you do, went onto Facebook, got tagged in a post. Someone's looking for a coach for one-to-one work and someone tagged me in like, what? That's amazing. Now, my brother-in-law, who does not believe in this at all, says to me, well, do not think that's just coincidence. And I'm like, coincidence or manifesting? I really don't care. As long as it happens, I don't care what you call it, what name you put on it. I'm just glad it happens. So that's where I come from with this. So I do want you to give it a listen, even if you don't think you're like into all this, if you think I'm talking absolute rubbish, just listen, just to see what you think. You could listen to it and go, that is not my thing, absolutely fine. Or you can listen to it and go, you know, actually I might give it a whirl. Or you might absolutely love it. And therefore you will enjoy what the conversations we've had and some of the stories Melanie tells. Okay, so let me read Melanie's bio. You know, I do a terrible job of this. So Melanie Moore is the UK's leading vision board expert and award-winning coach. She inspires her clients to tap into their big vision and gives them mindset tools to change the trajectory, that's a hard word to say, of their lives. She helps people at crossroads in their life to get clear on their big vision and then commit to this vision by taking bold actions toward their goals and creating their dream life. She's also the host of Big Vision TV and the creator of Transformational Neural Technique, 
a unique process. I hate reading and told you a unique process that clears the past, which then clears a path so that lasting transformation can happen. Melanie is on a mission to help millions of people to dream bigger, think bigger and act bigger. So Melanie is doing an event, a one day event, and I have a link for it. I'm just going to go and find what it's called. Sorry. I'm in two different sections and I need to find the right section. Okay. It's called Tapping Into Your Big Vision Live. It's a full day thing. And basically it's her and some other experts who are going to be doing an online event on July 31st. It's a Saturday. Um, So basically tapping, EFT tapping. Now I'm going to do a terrible job of telling you what it's about, but it stems from like acupuncture. So Chinese medicine, from something like it's on the same principles as acupuncture and acupuncture is now on the NHS. So it's a recognized thing, but basically tapping comes from that, but all the sessions are going to be recorded and for you to keep and watch at your leisure. There's lots of different things about, you know, getting past your blocks, understanding what's possible, coming up with some new things, getting ready for the future. Um, she's got some amazing people who are good at EFT tapping with her, yeah. And it looks like a great day and I'm going to sign up and join it myself actually. So there's a early bird admission price at the moment and a VIP price. It's 97 at the moment as I speak. So I hope that doesn't go up before you see this. And the VIP is 297. So there is a link in the bio to go and have a look at this and then let me know what you think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sign up. I think it looks good. Anyway, here is the interview with the lovely Melanie Moore. So I am super excited today to welcome to the podcast, the very lovely Melanie Moore. Melanie, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Really good. And thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. My pleasure. Just so you know, because my audience know I'm very honest with them. Melanie and I have just been chatting for about 30 minutes and we haven't even hit record because we were just like this, 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 this. Yeah. So uh, this is definitely... All my episodes are very chatty, but this I'm sure is going to be very chatty. So we always start the same way. Melanie, can you please introduce yourself to my audience and tell them how you got to do what you do today? Right. Gosh, where do I begin? So my name is Melanie Moore. I'm also known as the Big Vision Coach. So um, totally made up job title. I like to, so my core belief is that we don't dream big enough in our lives, our businesses, our relationships. and that we end up settling for what life gives to us and we end up reacting and we end up thinking, oh gosh, is this all there is? So I like to help people who are at crossroads in their life, women in particular. And, and these were crossroads that I found myself in becoming a mother, starting my own business, marriage ending, becoming a single parent and going alone as a business owner and now kind of my children are in their teenagers, I'm preparing already for the empty nest. And because I know that that's going to be kind of the next chapter in the next few years, I'm not willing that way by any means, but I know how quickly time goes that, you know, I, I believe that we have these chapters in our life and they're beautiful. And each chapter is there for us to be written. It's a blank page and it's for us to create what do we want the next chapter to look like? Because let's face it, I think when we grow up and we have these societal you know beliefs that kind of what your life is going to look like you're going to get married you're going to have children this and that it's just going to be a smooth bed of roses and mm. isn't usually work doesn't usually work no. out that way <laughs> no I'm still I'm so glad you talked about this because 
what often happens is we see what society shows us is right mm. or expected. And when our life doesn't go like that, mm. who do we come back and blame? But ourselves. And we're like, oh, hang on, this is not how this is meant to go. Or I've I've failed somehow or I've not fulfilled something somehow. And I know that the way you see things is much more different, which is great. And I think it's a great way to see it. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's interesting. Life is a beautiful journey. It really is. And we have great days. We have awful days. We have good chapters. We have not so bad chapters. We have, you know, bad chapters. They're not bad chapters, but looking back on them, you know, it's with hindsight, we can see actually the reason I went through that period of my life is, um, for the lessons, well, you can look at it one way, you can either look at the lessons, extract the gifts and the learnings, or you can be that person who's, why did that happen to me? The blame, the victim. And that's what I want to stop people from experiencing, you know. And if you've found yourself caught in that victim, woe is me kind of thinking, it is just thinking and everything can be reframed. So, yeah, so how did I get into this? Oh my gosh, where do I begin? So way back when I I started my career, I, I did modelling and when I was a teenager and then I did journalism at university and then I went to work at the BBC. So that was kind of like um, the life of kind of media and yeah. that fun, kind of exciting world was the world that I wanted to be in and I loved it. But yeah, working at the BBC, that was fabulous loved my journalism years and then I went into headhunting and recruitment worked in the city for 10 years and then I kind of like that during that 10 years where I wasn't particularly happy in my career I must say however that also coincided with the time when I got married had children the income was great and made me think what what, what were those journalistic years all about what a waste of time and I kind of felt that a little bit oh you know that I'd wasted it in somehow. But I think that journalistic, inquisitive mind that wanted to ask questions, that's always stayed with me. But yeah, as I had children, I then moved into holistic therapies. I was always interested in personal development and um, alternative healing. And yeah, when my children were little, actually when so my son was two, my daughter, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was already thinking, again, this was the next chapter brewing. Well, I'm a mum to like small children now. I really don't want to go back to the corporate world. I want to start my own business. What can I do? And I thought, I know I'll be a reflexologist and Reiki practitioner. So I qualified as those. And then I kind of, that's when I think my spiritual awakening kind of happened Happened with my son, actually, my firstborn, a little tale of manifestation. And this, I think, how the visualisation started. So this book came into my life when I was pregnant with my son. So this like 17 years ago now. And the book was called The Gentle Birth Method. And I kind of had this vision because my mum had had me by a cesarean or I'd rather had this belief that childbirth was difficult. It was going to be hard and awful. I've been surrounded by the, all these awful birth stories that childbirth in my mind was going to be awful. Anyway, this book came into my life. And now if I go back to a book that changed my life, that was it. And only looking now, I can see that it planted so many seeds for how the rest of my career developed because I had to create a birth plan. What did I want my birth to look like? I thought, this is a bit pointless, but I thought um, I'll do it anyway. So I wrote out, hmm, yeah, maybe I'll have a water birth. Maybe I won't have drugs. But then I took the action steps that the book, they told me to do, do the pregnancy yoga classes, 
yeah look at what you eat and I thought okay I'll do this because this book was written by an Indian obstetrician she was working for years in India saw that women were having babies in the morning were in the paddy fields by the afternoon again no trouble giving birth and she came to the UK and thought why are British women having such a dreadful time giving yeah. birth you know this is the western world and she says because the western woman spends more time preparing her nursery than she does her body for childbirth and I thought oh wow right. that makes sense so I literally followed her plan and then here's the thing the thing that came with a book was this cd it was a visualization cd to visualize all these things going on in your body and to visualize an incredible birth experience so I remember last few bit of my maternity leave I sat there listened to this visualization cd every day and what did I get new year's day 2015 my son was born water birth no drugs and it's just like wow wow then two years later with my daughter I followed the same process again an even easier birth it was literally I sneezed her out practically (laughs) (laughs) excuse me oh there she is exactly and it was wow and it was so it was kind of the blueprint really for how I teach you know my clients now what is it you want I wanted a great birth what is the plan I wrote out the plan I did the visualization exercises I did the action the out of your comfort zone stuff which was making myself go to the yoga classes switching Mm. my diet completely and um, which is the getting out of your comfort zone stuff that you need to do in order to get the outcomes that you want. So that was how I got started. That's amazing. That is such, and and it's funny because I would say I'm still fairly new to this game of uh, the looking at the more spiritual side of things and the more like the manifesting and all of this. I say new, probably a few years down now, but like one thing I totally get is the fact that things will come in when they need to come in so you know that book was destined to come and sit on your lap at the point it did totally. and, but also something else and this is what I love about this whole subject that it's it's marrying the sometimes depending on your belief the harder to believe stuff with the more practical stuff because the practical side of this is that you had been told a story over and over and over again that birth was hard mm. so what other conclusion could you have ever drawn from that birth is hard like you know so and and to then get another perspective and to do some things to go okay what if it wasn't and to look at that that is just such an amazing place to start Mm. so you use a number of tools when you're helping people create a big vision so let's talk about those tools that you use the kind of three main ones if I've got that right Yeah, so it is about creating a vision for what you want. And I particularly like to talk about the four pillars of your vision. And, you know, us as business owners, yes, our businesses are a big part of our lives. It's where our abundance comes from. But it's also kind of how we live as well. And I think as entrepreneurs, as business owners, you've got to love what you do. And for me, I yeah, there are some days that I can be tinkering on my business late into the night, Mm. but I'm enjoying it. So yes, so one is the pillar of abundance. And this is where our work, our success all comes under that pillar. The next pillar is our health. And um, because, you know, good health is a foundation for everything. You can have all the money in the world be living in a Hollywood mansion. And if your health is poor, you're not really going to be enjoying life. So the pillar of health is important. Next one is relationships. And yeah, I've 
had to deal with the end of a marriage and but it's kind of all the lessons that kind of came with that but our lives are filled with so many other relationships yes one the significant other your children your parents your co-workers team members your friends we want to have rich relationships in our life you know what's the point of having all of this is we're just miserable and lonely and yeah. nobody likes us yeah <laughs> and then the last one is that environment or environments it's making sure that you're in an environment that supports you and this yes primarily is your home mm-hmm. but it's also where we spend our time this is you know when we get into kind of things like the car we drive where we go on holiday mm-hmm. you know, if we can ever go on holiday again yeah, if um, it comes back which please God, it will it will happen. it absolutely will um holidays and yeah because we want to be and this is also what we consume it's you know the people we surround ourselves with which kind of like ties into relationships but it's making sure that our environments are healthy as well so that's the one thing having the vision for what these different areas of your life looks like but then it's also how am I going to achieve that it's Mm -hmm. it's making sure that you are also you know the thing that sits above all this the ultimate goal the ultimate thing that we want to manifest is daily happiness Mm -hmm. it's joy it's feeling good as much as possible every single day and that's not to say that you've got to be positive every day because that's Mm -hmm. not you know, realistic, but it's how to deal with those days when, you know, you've been thrown out of whack or life throws you a curveball. It's how to get yourself back on track because that vision is always the destination and it's how we keep ourselves on track daily. So the tool that I use is um, EFT, visualization, sorry, tapping, sorry, gosh, visualization, the vision (laughs) stuff, and then EFT, which is also known as tapping. And tapping is, yeah, we'll go into this a little bit more in a minute, but it's the magic tool, I believe, that keeps us in alignment. It motivates us to take action. It's safe. You know, you can use it with your children. I've been tapping with my kids since they were tiny. Mm-hmm. And there's a phrase we use in the word of tapping that we, you can use it on anything. You can use it on anything. And, um, you know, and in my members community, I often say, oh, can you create a tapping video for this? It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I've got this whole list of tapping videos that are still to come and it's ongoing. It's I could literally create tapping videos every single day and I won't run out of a topic. Because we can rewire our subconscious brain with it, but we can all use it, also use it to clear um, negative emotions as well. So, yeah. Explain, because there is some science behind EFT isn't there yeah. and I was trying to explain it to someone the other day did an absolutely abysmal job so explain <laughs> the science behind it so EFT is best described as a cross between acupuncture which has got its roots in traditional Chinese medicine which has been totally recognized by the um, British Medical Council that you can actually get acupuncture on the NHS amazingly yeah, um, yeah. a while ago I'm not sure if you see it kind of at the moment but it's recognized yeah um, so it's a cross between acupuncture, but without the needles, we use our fingertips to tap on acupressure points on mm. our face, our upper body, and on our hands. These are all these acupressure points. And it's acupuncture without needles crossed with modern day psychology. Um, there's NLP techniques that are used, mm. um, CBT techniques. Um, but yeah, it's like a talking therapy as well. And traditionally, it's had amazing, you know, um, results for things like stress, anxiety, fears, phobias, um, childhood traumas. It's had great results for post-traumatic stress. Um, veterans have used it, all with um, loads of success. And people have gone on to do studies. 
um, how it really reduces cortisol in the body, which is a stress hormone, but how it also helps with the rewiring of the brain as well. And yeah, there are so many kind of stories and I've got lots of anecdotal stories from my clients, but then I, so I've got a YouTube channel with lots and lots of tapping videos on it. And just looking at the comments from strangers who have posted, oh my yeah. God, and these are complete strangers. They don't have to share their results. So one tapping video I did recently um, was tapping to release hay fever symptoms. And um, this was one of the first things I ever did tapping on. When I first discovered tapping, I used to have terrible hay fever. Right. And, and I, found, I found a YouTube tapping, a YouTube video for tapping for hay fever. And oh my God, that's amazing. It worked. So recently I thought, oh, I should create a tapping video for this. And just yesterday I had somebody said, I'm a complete skeptic, just found your video. Literally, um, I did your video 20 minutes ago and all the symptoms have gone. This is seriously freaking me out. I don't know how it's worked, but it's worked. And it's like, I yes, know. I love comments like that. And I looked at some of your videos and I looked at the money ones because <laughs> tapping for more money. Yeah. And I read the comments and they were like, okay, I did this and this happened. I did this and this happened. And you know what I love? Because I know there's some of you going to be sat here listening, thinking, hang on a minute. Like, you know, there are going to be some skeptics and that, there are, that's yeah. fine. You know, yeah. that's okay. Mm. But for me, the way I view any of this is that whether I believe in something or not, if I do it and it works, I don't care. <laughs> right. Okay. That's the first thing. And then secondly, as long as it doesn't harm me or anybody else, then what's the harm in trying? Mm. You know, I, I had this conversation and you must get this. And I'll be interesting to get your take on it. So my brother-in-law, uh, my sister's husband, constantly likes to joke with me because I talk about the universe. And I talk about the universe has got its plan, it's no, it knows what it's doing, and that I'm manifesting some stuff. And I was telling him, what did I manifest the other day? Really simple stuff. So I will drive into a car park. The car park was full. I knew I could see it was full before I went in there. Mm-hmm. And I said to the universe, if you could just get me a space right where I want to park, over there, and made it really clear, mm-hmm. that'd be great. I turned the corner to where I wanted to park, car pulled out, I pulled in. Like, lovely. Thanks so yeah. much. Um, then I did something like the other day, I have a subscription for curry powders that I make curries out of and spice mixes and things. And I wanted to make one that week and I thought, oh, I've run out. I, was, I thought, oh, I could pop to the shop, but actually it'd be really helpful universe if that arrived today, because I'm not sure when it's due to arrive, but it'd be really helpful if it did. Lo and behold, <laughs> went downstairs, through the post, thanks very much. Like, so he always takes the mick out of me and he's like, oh, you know, how's the university? And I'm like, the universe is great, thanks, Neil. It's really, really good. And how do you cope with that kind of thought and opinion? And because some people must talk to you and think you're absolutely crazy. Oh, totally. Um, mm. My ex-husband thinks I'm nuts. <laughs> That's why he's your ex-husband. <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, but I've, and I think this is easier as you get older that um, I don't let other people's opinion, opinions bother me anymore. No. You know, I think it was Wayne Dyer said, what other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah. And and I think too many of us get caught up worrying what other people think of us. And it did. I must admit, it did hold me back for a long time Mm -hmm. in my business. But I've come to this new stage now. And it did. It stopped me from doing things like putting tapping videos. It stopped me from doing a YouTube channel because I was like, oh, it's just a bit public. What if... And one of the school mums sees that I do this thing and, you know, and she tells other school mums. But now I I know that it helps and inspires way more people than it the people who may have. And I'm sure there's a ton of people talking about me behind my back. But I've really just, funnily enough, I have a tapping video for letting go of the fear of what other people think. Love it. And <laughs> it is because 
we do get caught up in you know what other people think of us and it stops us from doing stuff but if we just really realize that yes some people I, I really don't think there are many people who are sat there thinking all day long oh that Mel look at her weird stuff that she's up to no. we've got enough of our own stuff to be wor- worrying about and people yeah. are really not giving me that much bandwidth but in terms of kind of things like the universe and manifesting again oh, I do like to drop in a quote Henry Ford said whether you think you can or whether you think you can't you are right if you think it's going to work for you it will work for you and if you think it's like a crap it won't work for you yeah. and that's the truth of it but as you, exactly as you said if you go into it with an open mind within anything's possible I'm willing to give this a try and just see what happens you will get results. And I think the best way with manifestation is exactly what you said just there. The small things like parking spaces, Mm -hmm. green lights are another thing that I constantly manifest because we have no attachment to this. And, And there is one secret key to manifestation and that is to focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. It -hmm. sounds really subtle and really like, well, what do you mean? What's the difference? And it took me years to understand the simplicity of it what we want are the green lights and but usually what our thoughts go towards are I really hope you don't go red don't go red I don't want to be late oh my gosh all this traffic I'm going to be late I'm going to be late but really all we have to do is stay green stay green I'm on time I'm always where I need to be everything's unfolding perfectly stay green stay green they always stay green amazing I love it and I just think as well like so he said to me I said those two examples I gave and he said well some people might just call that a coincidence and I said coincidence or universe I don't care I got the result like and that's the point for me it's like not only is it about getting the result but also it's about making it feel a whole lot nicer like so the example I can give is and then I want you to tell some of your manifesting so I know you've done some amazing manifesting but so there's this competition to win this house in the Cotswolds and it's beautiful. Have you seen it? It's a beautiful house, right? So I entered the competition and I said constantly, I'm going to win that house. We we looked at the rooms, we looked at the whatever, we planned this. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's going to be amazing. We're going to do this. Really, truly believed I'm going to win this house. And then he said to me, well, what happens if you don't win? I said, well, the universe has got its plans, something bigger and better is on its way. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, he looked at me like I was crazy. I said, whether I win or whether I don't, I win. Like, mm-hmm. and, that, and just even having that mindset yeah, it's so much nicer. So the competition's been drawn and we haven't won, but there's a really good reason why we haven't won because something bigger, better, different is on its way. And I truly trust and believe in it. Totally. And also I've seen that competition and, and what that, the desire will then spark in you actually is I'd love a house in the Cotswolds yeah. or wouldn't a house in the country be nice? And then actually, but now wasn't the time for you to have that. And I've got another, and I'll share that in a minute, but I, I've got this story once of there was this thing and it's still on my vision board, going to Necker Island and hanging out with Richard Branson has been on my vision board for about 10 years. And actually I'll share it now quickly because there are times when things just don't manifest in our lives. So actually, I'll do this in a kind of a roundabout way and I it will get to the point and it will make sense. But in terms of things I have manifested, I've always considered myself a lucky person. So that's one thing. I think what are the beliefs you have around luck and your ability to have good things in your life? Because there are some people who will have the default thought pattern that I'm so unlucky. Nothing good ever happens to me. I never catch a break. Um, Good things happen to other people. I've never had that. I've always felt that I'm a lucky person and good things happen to me. Even times when things haven't good haven't happened to me, I then just default to, well, 
what was the lesson from that what did mm. I need to learn from that what was the you know the seed of opportunity there in that failure or whatever so I've picked myself up very quickly from things that have gone wrong or seem to have gone wrong because of that mindset mm. but because I do always have this underlying thing that I am lucky so I love entering competitions um I just do so and this all it all again part of my journey where this all came about when I did my reflexology course this is kind of when it all started for me me going on that course had nothing to do with learning how to rub people's feet yes I did make a living out of that for a couple of years but it was the other minds I learned about tapping on that course I learned about the secret on that course I learned about the chakra system on that course I also learned about you know manifestation and the law of attraction on that course which is and they were such wise, wonderful teachers. That was what I went to learn. And funnily enough, other people in the course around me were like, I've come here to learn about feet. Where are the foot charts? What's she going on about all this nonsense? And some people were annoyed with these tangents she kept going on. I was loving it. And, and it was, you know, we were told, what do you want to have happen in your life in the next year? And I was like writing things. And that year, the most incredible things happened. One of them was getting my son the primary school place that we were literally didn't get the place. We had a 0.4% chance of winning the appeal. We appealed. We got the place. So yeah. that was my first, you know, for some that may think, you know, that for me was the biggest thing that could have happened for me that year. And I was so happy. Got the school that we wanted. The next thing was I entered a competition to win a week-long retreat to Italy. Really wanted it. Won that um, week in Italy. And then the biggie for that year was because I was still working my corporate career at the time, it was like, I want to leave my job and I want to start my business. And so first the universe delivered by making me redundant because mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes, you know, people view redundancy as like a yeah. terrible thing. Yeah. But it put you in the position you were in. Yeah. yeah. It forced me because had I been left to my own devices, I procrastinate a little bit. It probably, it fast-tracked me and I got great redundancy payoff. It was fantastic. But then the biggest desire was, my big vision then was to stay at home while my children were small and to take them to sports days, to help out reading at school. Mm -hmm. But I knew I had to start my own business as well. So what I wanted from the universe was a quick cash injection. And I had the figure of £20,000. So I did my little manifestation that I was taught on the reflexology course that I was ready to receive £20,000. But then we had this how as well. So I was like, well, how is it going to happen? The only way I could see at that time of £20,000 coming to my life was being on a game show. <laughs> Which, you know, that is because sensible kind of thought in one way because it's like well how how am I going to get it otherwise so yeah I, I love that you thought I'm going to go on a game show it was I had I didn't know how to make money I didn't I didn't even have an online business at the time I didn't know that you could create money on demand I didn't know that you could create a product service or offer I didn't know how online marketing worked at all so for me it's either lottery which I knew the chances were very slim but I also 20,000 pounds didn't seem, you know, like a multi-million pound lottery when it seemed achievable-ish. Yeah, reasonable amount yeah. to be asking for, yeah. But, but the thing that kind of cemented it more for me was that I used to work near the studios where Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was filmed. So every day on my journey to work while I was still working, I would literally visualise being on the show. 
I literally drove past Elstree Studios every day. And often at lunch times, I'd go to the Tesco's next door. And, on, and Tesco's is next door to Elstree Studios. There's a big sign on the wall. It's the big advert. You know, this is the home of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Big picture of Chris Tarrant and the show. So I'd just sit there and I'd literally imagine being on the show. And then I remember going back to my desk shortly after I had my daughter Googling, how do you get to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Was there an application process? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, there were auditions. Then I got made redundant. It was all around the same time. I can't remember the exact timelines, but I know that I was at work when I was Googling. Mm -hmm. But then I'd been made redundant and I travelled up to Manchester to the auditions. And I live in Hertfordshire. And it was one of the worst winters we'd ever had. There was snow and ice everywhere. Trains were delayed. And anyway, I got there. And they said, you know, because it's an audition, they changed the process. It wasn't just phone in and pick random. They were actually actively selecting their contestants. And they said, you know, why do you want to be in the show? And I said, look, I've literally just been made redundant. Um, I don't want to go back to work. I want to start up my own business and I want to stay at home with my children. I literally, I was so honest with them. And it must have struck a chord or something because I got a phone call and I got on the show. Anyway, very long story short, they'd revamped the whole show. And I didn't realise that when I turned up on the day, I was actually going to be in a hot seat. They'd eliminated the whole fastest finger first. Oh, my God, no way. And I didn't know that until the morning. It was like, you're here today. We're pre-recording several episodes back to back. You know, you may be called back tomorrow as well, depending on how many, you know, we do. So, but you are going to be in a hot seat. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So anyway, I got on the show. And um, and I won £20,000. Which I was... mean, that is just like, and this is what I love about the, that example, because and where I struggled a little bit with the secret mm. was that there were sometimes I felt like it was elements of just wish for it and it will come. Right. But there's not just law of attraction. There's law of action. And Absolutely. you you had that vision so clearly in your head, but you also took some steps to try and get to that vision as well. So it wasn't like action as well, because my husband at the time said, what are the chances you'd be going to show? You still got to do fastest finger first. Look at the weather. Look at, and he was, you know, he was trying to tell me, and that's the thing back to the childbirth story, you know, making myself go to daily yoga, changing my diet. It was the action that I had to take in order to get it and yeah it really is that secret kind of totally missed that bit out that you do have to take action so let me think where we're at oh let's go back to Necker Island yes so um so what I was saying just before this story and I know this is a bit I wanted to come back to was I, w- I was kind of on a roll here this year I'd won this retreat to Italy I've gotten who wants to be a millionaire I was like, yeah, I want it. I got it. And, um, but there was also a lot of other stuff going on in my personal life at the time as well, which was making my vibe dip, mm. which was giving me so many lessons. And now, you know, seven, eight years down the line, I can totally see what my mindset patterns were doing then. Mm. But there was this really big thing that I wanted, and that was to go to Necker Island. You know, even I remember corporate days, um, I would Google like, how much would go to Necker Island? But then becoming an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and business owner, I thought, I'd just mm. love to go and, and mastermind. I would just love to hang out with Richard Branson. So anyway, it was six years ago. I know the dates and this is all quite pertinent information, but it was the summer of 2016. He launched this big competition, this big contest, win a trip to Necker Island. And it was a great big promotion across his Virgin brand. And it meant 30 days of doing daily activities across his social media channels, really 
engaging and it was effort every day yeah. to do this stuff like it was fun it's a bit of a contest that he did find the things and you'd literally have to go on all his websites and literally hunt for these clues like a treasure hunt yeah and it's I think it's called x marks a spot and and on the final day he was going to announce the winner on twitter and he even announced the date so I'd actually blocked out this week in my calendar and I wrote Necker Island on it I'm gonna be in Necker Island I'd cleared my schedule for that week I was there anyway Twitter announcement came. Wasn't me. I was like, what? <laughs> I love that. Like, oh, you've made a mistake there. <laughs> totally made a mistake. It was in the bag. Okay, so here's the thing. I now had a week free in my diary. And it was also the year, and you know, and I know we kind of connected through James Wedmore. And it was the year that I was James had just launched his first ever time he'd launched business by design. And I was one of the first people on it. The first round, it was summer of 2016. And it was very small back then. There wasn't as many people in the group as I was there. And I got to know James quite well. And, and I had this idea for this tapping program and it's called tapping into abundance. So James said, that's amazing. Do it. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll launch it in September when the children go back to school. And he said, what's stopping you from launching it now? And I was like, I haven't created content, I haven't done anything. And I thought, oh, I have got this week free next week. <laughs> so that was the week that I literally, and I followed his process. I literally, it was a live launch. It was a beta launch and I was selling it and I haven't even created the product. And, and I got my first 80 people in and I literally created the content daily. I put the videos unlisted on YouTube I had no course portal or anything. I had a one PayPal button and I housed everyone in a Facebook group. That was my first online course. And I genuinely 100% hand on heart know that the reason that whole competition clearing my diary was so that I had that week, it was all coincided with meeting James, investing in this program, because that was the next chapter for me, you know, mm. learning how to create an online business and launching. Yeah. And I love that. And, and, I love the fact of, like I said, whether someone wants to see it that way or not, it's just a much nicer way to see it. It's a much more positive way to see it. Like, and even things, and we were talking before we got on about the fact that my mum passed away last year. And, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the fact of now I see it as the gift it gave me was the relationship I now have with my dad. And mm. some people would really struggle with that because they would, they would struggle with the idea of that I can see a gift in my mum dying, mm. you know, Whereas I can. And again, like you, I've been divorced. I have a daughter that I share with my ex-husband. And like I was meant to have gone through that to get to where I am today and to also become the person I am because it helped me realise what was important to me and what wasn't important to me and, and what I was willing to put up with and not put up with. Absolutely. So, you know, again, I couldn't have learned those lessons without those things at the beginning. So I just love the fact of, you know, and, and I think James says as well, you know, you, you either, you know, win or succeed or you learn. You never fail. Never, never. never. So, so, okay, if someone is new to manifesting, mm. and oh, let me just start. So you have, you do vision boards, you have tapping and you have talk about manifesting. Do you have to do all three of them together or is it like a pick one that you like or a couple that you like? I think it kind of becomes a part of your life, you know, in was it Stephen Covey's book, was it Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about begin with the end in mind. Yes. You've got to have a vision for what it is you want. And this is 
you know, so twice a year I do vision board days where literally I force my clients to stop for three days and to get clear on what they want. So the first part of the process is to get clear, is to get clarity. Another part of my process is to release and let go. What do you need to let go of to make space for what it is you want to come? And this is when we move into more spiritual practices like forgiveness work and there's always tapping involved as well but then you kind of have this vision for what you want and your vision will alter over time depending on where you are in your life and this is why I do this process with my clients twice a year because Mm. once a year it kind of isn't enough and sometimes we get to the midpoint of the year people want to tweak what happened in January and with the whole pandemic people have had so many realizations about what they want in their life now a lot of people craving more simplicity Mm. so it's not that I've created one vision board once and that's it that's set in stone forever my vision is fluid it changes and but the the tapping is the daily alignment and this is where I you know help my clients to to understand kind of firstly the beliefs that are standing in the way of the vision Mm. and this is when we kind of get into subconscious transformation the more work I've done with, you know, the power of our subconscious minds and how the belief system, and we our belief systems, they come from all sorts of places. They come from our upbringing and our childhood. Yep, there's one thing. They come down the ancestral line as well, family beliefs we have about ourselves. You know, this is where people start saying things like, oh, you know, people like us don't go to university or people like us um, have, you know, things about our weight and our health and all sorts of things are, you know, Bruce, I'm not Bruce, sorry, getting confused. Joe Dispenza talks about the genetics and the biology of belief as well, that the beliefs that we have, we inherit them. And this is when we start going to epigenetics. But And when we really start to unravel these beliefs and we can create new ones for ourselves. So how I do tapping is, yes, great. You can do one round of tapping to get you off to a great start of the day. That's going to help you take action. But when it comes to kind of, lasting change I would then recommend tapping with particular videos for 30 60 or even 90 days to help you to rewire your brain the new belief system that you want so you know might be that I have to work hard for my money might be such a deeply ingrained belief that even as entrepreneurs we continue to work hard because we think unless we work hard It won't come to us easily. So what if you could tap on a new belief that money comes to me easily and effortlessly? Mm. So I want to share, you know, I know you've shared some of my stories, but just, and I want to share this one only because it's fresh. One of the members of my community, she's been part of my community for a year now. And I've been on this journey with her. I get to know my members, particularly the ones who engage and who, who show up. And she does, she's amazing. She shows up on all the calls, even when it's out of her time zone. You know, they, oh my gosh, you're on the call. It must be like, you know, middle of the night for you she's there and she has ups and downs and she shares them in the groups she has days when and those days like oh gosh you know I just want things to really work out for you and then I say do this tapping video get back in alignment but she has the faith she has the vision and she anyway she went through the vision board process which we just did again last week and she messaged me yesterday she said I'm not sharing this publicly yet I only just share this with my husband she did allow me to share it with so I'm just keeping her anonymous and she said that she basically hasn't had a relationship with her mother for the longest time. And part of the release work she did last week was kind of around forgiveness, letting go of some of this old childhood stuff. But in the meantime, she's also been manifesting, building her dream home and, you know, getting the financial abundance as well. She messaged me yesterday to say out of the blue, her mum had sent her a check 
over a hundred thousand dollars no note other than to say this is for a deposit for your home no and she I was like oh my god goosebumps we were messing back to Fords for a bit and she said it was so out of the blue so unexpected but the release work that she did and it was literally the it was out of the blue and but what I love about her story is that she never gave up. She yeah. continued to tap. She continued to believe. She continued to have the vision. And she still had work to be done. She realized there was still this peace. Because it's not an overnight thing. It's not like, yay, I've manifested. Right. It's the can... work. But, but she's always happy. And she's been manifesting lots of bits and pieces along the way. Mm. And she gets back on her, you know, estates got her high-flying disc. She'd get back on track again. She'd get back into alignment. And that is the work, is willing to just dust yourself off, pick yourself up and keep going. And, and yeah, and mm. just such, such a great story. That's amazing. That's mm. so good. And there's something else that came to me that you talk about that was, that I think it's important to mention that sometimes we, we think to ourselves, when we try and envisage abundance, we think abundance has got to come in the form of an income or a sale or a, and actually it doesn't. And it's that whole, you know, and James says it, F the how for now. Mm. Like it's that whole, it might come to you like that house, right? So now let's say I've been manifesting on a house like that for a long time, which I hadn't. I'd only just seen that and thought, oh God, that's what I want. But it could have been that I'd been manifesting it and thinking I was saving and I was going to buy and I was going to do, and then a competition appears and that's how I get it. It doesn't have to always come from the route that you think it's going to come from. It can come from, you've just got to be open to accept it anywhere. And I've recently started doing something with um, an exercise that Denise Duffield Thomas talks about in her book, where she talks about every day, keeping a note of what money comes into your life or what value comes into your life. So whether it's like a discount on something, whether it's, you know, a amount of money or someone's paid you for something, or you found some money and just looking at like, oh, wow. And again, and again, and again, you know, because she said that obviously the more you're focused on that, the more that the world and the universe is going to go, oh, right. You want more of that. Yeah, cool. I'll keep giving you more. So I love this stuff. So good. So Melanie, I'm going to uh, hook up to everything in the show notes uh, so people can come and find you. And it has been so great having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for this conversation. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. Um, really fun talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. So there you have it. That was the lovely Melanie. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. We did, Melanie spoke at SOAR, my online event for my members, and she did some tapping, some EFT tapping there. And I was a little bit nervous and I thought that my members would be a bit like, what is this, Teresa? And they did it and loved it, like seriously. And some of the ones that I would think are the most, uh, what's the word? Uh, what's the word? Like, um, oh God, my brain's gone blank. You're shouting the word at me now. I know you are. Like they wouldn't believe in it. Pessimistic. Is that the word I'm thinking of? Anyway, some of the people I thought would not be their thing have continued to do it because they loved it so much. So do go check out that event, Tapping Into Your Big Vision Live on Saturday, 31st of July. It's in the show notes. The show notes are should be around where you're watching. If not, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash 199, the numbers. And also don't forget to send a question if you have one for Ask Me Anything, which is happening next week. So be quick because we'll be recording it very soon. Okay, I will leave you to it for this week. Have a fabulous week and I will see you next week for our very special episode.
Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 